0: Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strong and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 110 and a half, listener stories number 13. Wow, the 13th listener story, super haunted. Lucky number
1: 13. Yes, this is a very special listener stories for many reasons, but one of the reasons is that in front of us right now, we have a bunch of fan mail and packages,
0: so it's going to be Beow. like Christmas, Beow. but only for us. That's right. And you guys have to listen to us. Open the fan mail because <laughs> you have no choice. But also, you do have a choice because if you don't want to listen to the intro for this episode, all you have to do is expand the show notes. And at the very top of your screen, it'll be in all caps. It'll say skip two. And then it'll say 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 12 minutes. We just don't know. And that'll take you to the first listener story.
1: And if you're wondering, well, what are listener stories? Perhaps I'll stick around and find out let me give you a really quick intro to what listener stories are. Listener stories are real, authentic, haunted stories written in from our listeners known as the haunties if you have a crazy haunted listener story you can email us let's get haunted pod at gmail.com and we will read it live on air now because of that some of these stories might be triggering you know what? i'm just gonna go ahead all of these stories are triggering trigger warning yeah probably we haven't
0: read them yet because we read them live so that we can react to them live yes but uh, just go ahead and assume that they're probably triggering. Right. A lot of them are about death or about ghosts, about aliens, <laughs> about like, I mean, it's a lot of death, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I would just say trigger warning.
1: Yeah, and sometimes they're really long. But uh, you We have what? no control over that. But you know, it's like listening to an old friend talk, because these are our haunties. However, I know if you're a new listener, you probably don't give a fuck about that. So you can just skip 15 seconds ahead. Keep going until you hear whoever's not speaking voice come up because we alternate telling the stories. And then that will mean it's Great a good advice. Story. Great advice, <laughs>
0: Natalia. Um, and maybe you think this episode sucks in general. The concept sucks. And in that case, I would recommend skipping the entire episode. <laughs> I will say that the listener stories are tragically
1: the scariest yes, of all of the episodes. I agree. And it just makes us feel bad because we put a lot of effort into trying <laughs> to scare you guys. And And then you scare us way, way worse. Yeah, we come up a little short compared to the listeners' stories. There is just something so authentically creepy about them. If you have one, go ahead and send it in to us and we will read it on air. But before we do that, let's thank our donors. would like to thank mariah and john who gave us a very large donation thank you guys very very much oh wow robin b tyson b rebecca h alicia j emily n Minnie w jennifer s lindsey l samantha p jessica
0: j and gentry b Thank you guys so much. If you would like to donate to us, you can Venmo us at Dog Mom USA or at Nat Strawn, or you can go to letsgethaunted.com to buy merch or leave a donation, or you can go to our Ko-fi account, which is linked in the show notes down below. Or you can cash at me at
1: dollar sign Natalia Strawn, and we will have all this information in the show notes hopefully.
0: I would very much like to say to everyone who donated to this episode, we really, really appreciate you. Whether your donation was large or small, it all adds up and without the haunties we can't have a single gosh darn thing so really appreciative no we cannot and we are so thankful to you guys seriously natalia would you like to open the first fan mail package yeah i would okay in front of me i have a package from
1: red bubble what is this this is is a (gasps) sticker that's probably i don't know 10 inches long and it's a pickle like a green pickle with Nick Cage's face on it. It kind of oh is like Pickle Morty. Oh, my God. It says Cage. Of, yeah, but it's Pickleus Cage. What is that? What is that? What
0: is it? Oh, no, not the beast. That's um, incredible. And there's, there's
1: two of them, and that's pretty amazing. Who, Who did this from? come
0: from? Is there a note in there? What? It says
1: it's, it's from an artist on Redbubble well yeah because someone ordered it yeah for us it doesn't from say Bubble. who it's from oh my god i love that i love the on- anonymity this is like this is like a fucking glory hole you know <laughs> yeah, like you just fucking don't know what you're gonna get but That's it was true. great
0: sometimes when i'm opening these i'm like is one from our stalker is it gonna be arsenic or cocaine. It's just to I love that that was just totally anonymous and that I'm I'm hard right now. All right. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> Thank you very much to whoever sent us the pickleus cage stickers. Okay? It it has already exploded. Oh, it's one of those packages that has like asbestos in between the layers. Hold on. Hold on just a moment. This is getting very messy. One second. Yeah, it's like
1: in between the layers of the package there's like basically what looks like dryer lint. Oh my God, Alyssa is opening this the slowest and messiest way and it's like enraging me. And then also being very dramatic about the mess that she 100% just caused by choosing to just rip through the package in the middle instead of tearing along the very easy pull string.
0: Not to (laughs) to worry. The pull string wasn't in it. It said pull here, but the pull string was gone. Oh. It's a conspiracy. A soldier. All right. I have asbestos poisoning now, for sure. Okay. Hi, Allie and Nat. My name is Omar. I went to C2E2 Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo this past December, and I saw this art piece that I think you will like. What? It's by artist at zero makase images, Instagram. It's Nicholas Cade. Oh, my God. So I know you girls will like it. I tried to find a Liam Neeson, but they didn't have a divine version of him. I will try to get that for you in the future. I lived in Mexico for some years, and I remember seeing some books of ghost stories and local myths. I was able to go back for Christmas and New Year's, and during my trip, I found this book with ghost stories, and I hope that Allie will like them. Oh, I will. I will love this, Omar. Thank you so much. I bought it in a bookstore, but I don't think it was new. In fact, it's quite old. I also got some medals of San Benito, Benedict of Nursia, for both of you. In Mexico, a lot of people wear them to ward off evil spirits. I wasn't able to get them blessed, but if you find a Catholic church, they can do that for you. I have been a fan (laughs) of the podcast since the beginning, and it's the highlight of my week listening to the two of you tell stories to each other. I'm happy that the new season is back, and I hope that you can continue with this great project. I wish you good hauntings this 2022, Omar Martinez. Omar, Omar I recognize so your name.
1: Nice. Imagine just being that cool that like you see cool things, and instead of being like, I should get this for myself, you're like, I'm going to send this to my favorite podcast host. I need to Incredible. work on myself.
0: Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Omar, also, I recognize you from Twitter, and you are noticed, and I yeah, appreciate Yeah, I recognize it. Omar from everything. And Omar has given us <laughs> historias vivas de espantos y muertos, leyendas mexicanas investigadas por el celebre autor de cañitas y casas embrujadas.
1: Oh, uh, something about witches. Oh wow, first chapter, La Llorona, coming out strong with the bangers. Oh wow, okay, oh, this book is in Spanish. Okay, good, because I was like kind of salty that he got the book for you, and I was like, why is it just for her? But now I get it, because it's in Spanish.
0: I'm very excited, and it's about time uh, we have another Mexico episode of Mexican yeah. Haunting. You're going to have to read that book to me. I'll just read it out loud. We have a live stream. <laughs> it's literally the worst live stream ever. It's just you, like, laying on the ground, and then me with, like a a corncob pipe in my mouth in front of a fake fire reading you a book I like it though but if you do that like creepy Spanish voice that's cool like Uh, where you were whispering just now is it ASMR like you guys this could be a new uh, way that we branch off
1: yeah we could
0: have an ASMR a creepy Spanish voice ASMR video while Nat like sleeps in pajamas (laughs) (laughs) wow me dressed as like a creepy old man with a corncob pipe
1: i love that for you i want to see this artwork and i want to see the pendants oh wow oh my god okay so this is there's like a famous jesus christ painting i can't think of exactly which one it is but this is nick cage as jesus christ (laughs) Um, and he has like the medieval halo or like the aura around his head. And it says, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. And it says, St. Nicholas cage, our national treasure. Now y'all who are without sin can cast the first stone (laughs) and he's holding, like a, a heart flaming with like uh those like 90s like like a uh, tattoo oh around it that's amazing it. that's a great gift omar i'm so excited about these pendants because i'm just picturing you and i like going to just some random church on like a tuesday or something and like going into i don't know the priest's office or whatever during like not church hours and being like hey oh wow so cool yeah, okay, we, here's
0: the pendants. Thank you so much, yeah. Omar. That's, That's really amazing. kind of you, and we love it, and I can't wait to put up the Nick Cage poster, especially. I'm stoked on that.
1: That's great, great, great. Thank you very much. So far we, Nick Cage 2, right? Yeah. Ooh, okay. what, what are you unboxing right now? I'm unboxing, this one comes from Amazon, so let me see if I can, if there's a note. Oh, there is a note. It says, Hey, Nat and Allie, I love your podcast so much. I hope this galactic cutie fits your new office space. XOX so
0: page b for thank you page awesome. oh
1: it's an led nightlight. an led nightlight of an alien
0: wait really yeah. open oh wait i want to see i want to see that's going to be perfect for our bookshelf in here Ooh. oh yeah yep um do you perfect. think we would piss off
1: everyone in our office if we put
0: this on the outside of our door so fun fact the contract we signed to be able to sublet here said we can't put anything on the door so Yes, it would piss them off. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, I kind of get it. They're trying to run a professional operation, and then we're just here with like a glowing alien that their yeah. clients have to look at every time they walk in. Yeah,
1: and then they're like, um, I'm feeling not very confident at getting my taxes done at this place where right. there's, like, pick cage yeah. <laughs> on the door. <laughs> or, you know
0: what? That would make me more confident. I know. I was like, that is the only tax accountant place I would go to. That's correct. Well, I have a little letter here that I'm opening. It's a tiny card and it says, thank you. Oh, I love that. Oh, cute. Okay, I'm going to read the letter first. Hi, Nat and Allie. I've been listening to your podcast for almost two years now and have enjoyed every minute of it. I love hearing all the different stories. Listening to them from you all makes it so much more enjoyable. I found these stickers on Etsy and I knew I had to get them for you all. Hope you enjoy Stay Haunted, Lauren O.' Okay, Whoa, wait, wait. I want
1: to see stickers, stickers,
0: stickers. Oh my god, these are so cute. Holy shit. OK, sorry, I just saw the one that I want, and so I kind of don't want to show you now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you anyway. And I, I want you to describe them to the audience. OK, don't oh, that's so that cute. Want.
1: It's a, a raccoon wearing a Mothman suit. And then this one says, my possum is an honor student. And then the other one says my cryptid is an honor student with a sad month man. That's very cute. Those are very cute. And the and the possum one has a possum on it.
0: I really, I really want the my possum as an honor student. But you know what, guys, actually, it might not matter who gets what because everything is gonna be going on a fan art wall. Yeah. At some point. So you know what? I'm just gonna tuck it back into this thank you card so that they don't get damaged. And then when we start decorating our walls, that's where it's going. Or maybe I'll just take that possum one and put it on my car. All right. Cry uh, about it. You know it. what? I'm pocketing it right now so that you can't have it.
1: Um, okay. This is a package uh, from Lisa Yu. And it's, oh, it's, this is weird. It's just two of our tank tops. So, wait. What? I don't know.
0: I can't. Did someone. Wait, our tank top, did she like bedazzle them? Or... No, they're just
1: folded neatly. W- who you send
0: this? Lisa you, Lisa, did you not like
1: the shirts you no, bought? No, I think because I, I vaguely remember someone, ugh, I don't know, something happened, like they didn't get their shirts or something, and then I ended up sending them more, and then later they got their shirts in the mail. So this one doesn't oh. count. This is just supposed to be for our business, but we're not very good at running it. So let me open up another one. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, thank you very much for returning that to us. That's I love when people are, like, honest and dependable and...
1: This one comes from Damien C. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff in here. Okay, it's the first thing is a piece of paper with a giant greetings from West Virginia, home of Mothman Love portrait. It. And it says letter on back. I wanted to send a postcard, but I but I but I forgot to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I face. feel that. I <laughs> feel that. Hey y'all, I'm Damien, writing to you haunted, haunted people on behalf of myself. And my wife, Brianna.
0: Oh, bulls that haunt together. Stay together. Fuck together.
1: <laughs> we wanted to send you a care package from West Virginia and say thank you for the hours of entertainment. I work alone in the evenings and it gets super. Lonely in all caps. I've often said I wish the building was haunted, so I had at least one person to chat with. I've found that listening to Let's Get Haunted is like hanging out with some friends and listening to them tell stories. It really helps the evenings that I have to spend alone, not feel anywhere near as lonely. So thank you sincerely for that. Brianna has been listening to the new season with me. We play Mario Kart while listening. It's a vibe. Mario Kart and Let's Get Haunted Thursdays have become a highlight of our weeks. Okay, hold on. That is Wait, fucking that's cool. That's adorable. That is so cool. Wow, I feel really cool because I'm like somehow a part of that.
0: I just pushed the asbestos-filled trash can out into the hallway.
1: We went to the muse- We went to the Mothman Museum a week or so ago to get some stuff to mail. It's only about 20 minutes from our house. Our house is also only about 30 minutes from the Haunted Ridges in Athens, Ohio. <gasps> so if y'all ever decide. To visit either we would be more than happy to be your tour guides um first of all yes and second of all yes. we can triangulate your location because you gave us two distances from
0: where you are so if Doxing i wanted you to, right now but just for I us could. to go show up and knock on your door <laughs> and be like hey are you playing mario kart yeah, it's, it's thursday. thursday
1: the books included are two copies of a book i wrote under a pen name as my brother Artie arcane because my other stuff is not for kids for children oh cool it's made up of two short stories one about a boy named henry who goes on an adventure with his new friend the Mothman. the other is about two black-eyed children named natasha and alicia or nat and ally for what? short who find a lesser known cryptid named the squonk nat and oh ally helps kurt the squonk with a makeover to get him feeling himself and stop crying I named the characters Nat and Allie after you two, if that wasn't obvious, because your humor, personalities, and friendship were the perfect recipe for my two favorite characters I've written. I also wanted to pay tribute to my favorite podcast and use this as a way of creating fan art to say thank you for what you both do with LGH. If you look at the cover, you'll find two characters hanging out who look familiar as well. I'm going to cry. Not just the Mothman, but hopefully you recognize yourselves as the characters named after you. Show Almost. Me. The cover artist, Joe Fogle, has a cryptid themed t shirt company called Crypto Theology, which is where the Squonk and the Mothman friend or foe stickers come from. He nailed the cover and your likeness. I hope you enjoy this story. I better have big titties on this cover that's all I'm gonna say I hope you enjoy the story (laughs) second in the book if you don't and want me to change the characters names just tell me and I absolutely will as I hope I didn't overstep in any way I plan to make this book into a series with the same characters in each and I plan to send you both copies each time oh my gosh and a crossover between Nat Allie Kurt Henry and the Mothman I also have some little things like Nat being obsessed with finding treasure and Allie thinking everything is aliens <laughs> when you read this story you'll find some dialogue that could have come directly from you yes the rest of the items come directly from the mothman museum we included the poster as a housewarming gift for your new studio i hope you like all of it here's our instagrams if you want to reach out at damien thulo at brianna spencer oh i recognize brianna spencer at arty arcane writes P.S. Episode ideas, black-eyed children and the squonk for obvious obvious reasons. And then it's a bye
0: with like oh a really my long god! First of all, you did not overstep it. because um, Natalia has been holding back tears <laughs> for quite a while now. What? Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Look at this shit. Wait, wait. There's a copy for you and a copy for me. Oh my God. You guys, were are looking at a, literally a book, like picture oh a god. real book with like a spine that's been published and a fucking barcode on the back. It's like a real live book and there's Literally, Nat and Allie are on the cover. And you oh can't my see my titties here, but I know they're big. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my, this one says to Allie, so you handed me the right one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited.
1: This is so, this is, like, literally the coolest thing that's ever happened This is incredible. Yeah.
0: Also, I hope everybody knows. I've said it before on this show, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, if you want to use our stories or are like, quotes do or it. whatever, just fucking do it. If you have, like, an essay due tomorrow for some bullshit folklore class in yeah. college and you stayed up all night drinking, literally just use, like, a speech-to-text <laughs> app, play one of our episodes, turn it in. You'll yeah. at least get credit for something. You'll, you're will you guaranteed to get at least a, a D. C. <laughs>
1: yeah, they'll probably be like, you can't say fuck or, like, and why are you talking about the big mussy? titties? Yeah, the mussy. <laughs> what is the mussy?
0: You know what I keep thinking about randomly all day today? Um, I keep thinking about our Cave episode where we were like, he left a fleshlight as a warning.
1: <laughs> Those are my favorite episodes. Okay. And so then in the rest of this package, yes, there's like little Mothman stickers and pins that are, I'm guessing are from the museum. So it says, I love Mothman and Mothman is my boyfriend. And then there's, yeah, sticker. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. It says, live, laugh, lurk with the Mothman, like, laying on his side seductively. And Mothman museum stickers, Mothman friend or foe, the squonk. The squonk is so cute. Oh, my God. That's it's, adorable. It's yeah. like a pig brain uh, skunk. And Mount Pleasant. Oh, my God. This is amazing. And then in here, there's something for the office, which I'm assuming
0: is that a poster? It yeah, looks kind of like a poster. I think
1: so. Um, our fucking walls are going to be... Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you guys could see our office right now because it looks like just a, a like a Hot garage. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it looks like a garage of, of someone who just went through a really bad divorce. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Like... Nothing is on the walls. There's just empty boxes <laughs> everywhere. Uh, they're like, the, nothing is hanging
0: at all. They're, yeah, it's not. This, yeah. The vibes are very, like, temporary and abrupt, but we're going to make it a, a home. This is so cute. It's a poster oh. of weird,
1: mystifying, see, the world's only, oh, the Mothman Museum. Come visit, we dare you, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The flying creature, person, alien,
0: monster, curse, you decide. And it's like vintage. You know, that, Love this. that is is my favorite style of poster I really like vintage scary movie posters and I really like vintage like circus ads you know what I mean yeah wow like come see the bearded lady right you know and it's in that like old-timey script and then there's just a drawing of like a lady that looks pretty normal open one that was amazing thank you guys so much okay so this is the final package it is from Nicole s okay all right first there's a letter right on top so I'm gonna read this hey Nat and Ally I just wanted to say thank you for the great content I absolutely love the podcast and your banter F those who skip the intros that's right that's right (laughs) I'll be doing the patreon for sure I found the pod through my husband He randomly had a YouTube vid of yours playing. I was shook because he's a non-believer. He doesn't even believe I lived in a haunted house when I was a kid. We both, however, were fans of SP7 and are now haunties. Hell yeah. I binged all the episodes and I'm on listener number two. I recently started... Oh, and I'm on listen number two. So she's listened to our entire discography once. And now she's going through it again. Oh, it's incredible. Oh my God. I recently started donating and wanted to make something for the new office. Congrats on that, BTW. I hope you guys like all the goodies. Sorry I didn't frame the Ouija board. I didn't have any spares, but it should fit in a five by seven. And sorry for my shitty handwriting too, LOL. Thanks again for the pod. I really love it and you both. Nicole S. Insta at Nicole000021 Etsy Mojave Design Co that's haunted we just talked about the mojave desert yeah and her etsy is mojave design co if anyone wants to go check it out also i love everyone's always like sorry for my grammar or sorry for my handwriting and it's always totally fine which just leads me to believe we all had really critical parents (laughs) growing up and like now don't know that we're actually doing
1: great (laughs) I love too when you guys, if you so choose, decide to leave like a, a handle of whatever social media you use to sort of like interact with. Not that you have to interact with us at all, um, but I do like when you do because I do recognize some of these names.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I am unboxing. Let's see here. Oh. Okay, wait, sorry. I need to hand you. Sorry, I'm dividing it up. We each got the same two things.
1: Oh my god, this is hilarious. Oh, I'm looking at a sticker
0: of a a tombstone that says dumb bitch. I have never (laughs) seen something more closely resemble my heart. Dumb bitch, dead inside, like literally dead. It's a, it's a pink coffin, and it says like literally dead. This reminds me. Of- oh, my
1: gosh. It's an iced coffee, and it says still depressed, though. Oh, my God. I, I love fucking it. love that. And then, of course, we got an in and out love it which is me as soon as i leave this office here because it's very late at night and that is like what i do
0: (laughs) dairy gives me diarrhea which i'm sure i've talked about too much on this show but you know what some nights you gotta risk it you know no No risk no reward yeah it
1: definitely does not agree with me either but in that one moment i'm like you know what this is how it feels to be normal
0: (laughs) you know what i really like from um in and out their root beer. I know it's probably just the same as like whatever fucking brand they carry, but it tastes different to me. I cannot get behind root beer. Like ever since I was a child, there was two
1: things I never understood why they were invented. Licorice and root beer. Take it
0: back. What the fuck? Take it back. I like both of those. Seriously? Yes. I like to go to the movie theater, bite each end of a licorice and stick it in a root beer. I'm not joking. I don't I don't even know if I can look at you right now. How how have we never had this discussion ever once? Describe my face right now. Like like horrified, like a fish that's dying. Yeah, that's like real I you know,
1: there's been a lot of red flags raised with you over the years, but that that
0: is the one where i changed like, your mind, right? Now you're like, wow, she's the coolest person I've ever known. No, now I'm like, I don't know. Alyssa might be too haunted. <laughs> that's scary. You guys, does
1: anyone else do that? I'm it's not uncommon. No, it's not that that's weird. I mean, like, I like to put weird things in my drink too. I like to stuff a straw. I mean, I like to stuff a fry down my straw and then sometimes drink the drink through no, it. No, that's
0: gross. That's a red flag. It is
1: gross, but it feels weird and I like it.
0: You know what else? Sorry, but it's we're on a weird. tangent.
1: It's weird that you you like licorice and root beer which are objectively the most disgusting things ever created
0: if you like root beer i'm going to need you to respond to the photo dump for this episode right now and say like root beer gang or something because we need to prove that root beer is the superior soda
1: wow okay if you don't like root beer or licorice um
0: you're normal that's all i need (laughs) just comment uh killjoy gang if you (laughs) if you don't like either of those things but Back to what I, what uh, the task at hand is. Oh my gosh, this is. Oh, wait, this th- we have a little um, keychain and it's a
1: Ouija like a Ouija board planchette. But then on the back, it's engraved and it says, "Let's get haunted." Established 2019. Oh, this is so cute. This is adorable.
0: Were we established in 2019? We certainly were. February. Um, our first episode came out February fifth, 2019. Aww. Okay, I'm still unboxing. Nicole went hard. Oh, my God. I'm not letting Natalia see until I've got what this is set up. Hold on, hold on. What are on. you
1: holding hostage?
0: Don't even trip about it, dog. I'm still
1: stressed about the licorice and the root beer. I'll i never let it go. am stressed
0: that you don't like licorice or root beer. I'm still choking on asbestos
1: you know what it was too in that game Candyland as a child like the licorice was a oh that guy was a, scary yeah but he
0: was uh but he why was, do you think they chose him
1: to be licorice But he was like the absinthe flavored <gasps> licorice oh my
0: gosh
1: this is a desk what do you call this thing a desk nameplate plate. and it says
0: Natalia spooky bitch and then mine says Alyssa
1: spooky bitch you guys are so fucking cool do you guys realize how fucking cool you are go everyone. pause this for a second or don't look in a mirror in your car or in your bathroom or wherever you are and just say to yourself i'm a fucking cool ass bitch what the fuck are you showing me right now i can't handle this (gasps) i'm holding up the very last thing (gasps) from nicole it's a it's it's a wooden ouija board and it says let's get haunted and then now i understand the planchettes go with it this is so i'm i can't i can't learn about these things This this is like what happened when you told me about the fucking bunker that's underground it's just like too it's just too much for me to believe is
0: possible so many emotions (laughs) so many positive emotions it's too many i gotta go reset i gotta go let me go find some root beer and some licorice and (laughs) and then like lay in my bathtub with uh the hot water on in the shower this is you guys these
1: gifts you guys have literally outdone yourself and i know i say that every single time but every single time i'm like
0: Wow. Like, what the fuck? How do we have people listening to us that are so creative and kind? And we just love you guys. Yeah. Should we just start pushing them away? Like, should we stop? That's, (laughs) like, when you really
1: like uh, a person and then, like, you're, like, it's too good to be
0: true. Like, I better just start insulting them or stop
1: responding. And, like, self-sabotage by being, like, yeah, I'm actually, like, doing a bunch of stuff tonight with a bunch of people. So, I'm going to break plans. I,
0: like, already had a really cool graphic (laughs) novel written about me. So, (laughs) this is... But that's not true, you guys. This is incredible. We've never had anything like this before. I'm,
1: like, I can't. Flabbergasted. Yeah, I was gonna say flabbergasted, but it's beyond that. There's no words to describe this feeling. Thank you guys so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you. And now we're gonna get into the stories. Also, if you want to send us stuff, our address is in the show notes. We love it.
0: PO Box one six five eight Camarillo, California nine three zero one one. If you're not from California um, and aren't familiar with the word Camarillo, it is spelled like Camarillo. And you can address it to Let's get haunted. And the person at the post office will give it to me. And I have a quick story. I went to the post office the other day and they put this thing inside my uh, PO box that says I had a package. So I go up to the front to get my package. And the lady's like, do you remember what you ordered? Because she like couldn't find it back there. And I was like, I didn't order anything. She goes, oh, so then we put it in your box by mistake. And I was like, no, sometimes we just get stuff. And she just like put down what she whatever she was holding and looked at me and she goes sometimes you just get sent stuff and I was like yeah we just like sometimes people send us stuff and she was like what are you talking about and I like and I and you would be like it's my business and you're creating you're
1: uh, committing a federal crime right now by asking me about what's in my mail
0: yeah is there a version of HIPAA that applies for my (laughs) post office worker and me you know what guys we love you. Please send us more stuff if you would like to, but also no pressure. Don't want anyone to feel pressured. Yeah, um the But lady we at the really post appreciate office. it. We'll have a cardiac arrest. She was, she like, th- I don't know what she thought I was saying. I think she thought I was like up to some terrorism shit. Like the look oh. that she gave me was like, what do you mean people send you things? Like I'm money laundering or like drug trafficking right. or something. I, I would just be like that. I would be like, look, lady, sometimes people cut off their dick and
1: send it to other people <laughs> yeah. in the mail. What do you mean It's send- not a crime.
0: <laughs> (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to get started with our first listener story now. All right, this one comes to us from Eduardo
1: P. Hello, Nat and Allie. I've been a listener for about six months now and have been obsessed since. I have a nice haunted story for you guys. So when I was growing up, like from nine to 14, I was living in a two-story home that I know for a fact was haunted and have multiple paranormal incidents. So one night I was in my bedroom watching TV late, around 1130-ish, and I hear three knocks come from my bedroom window. No. I turned off my TV to see if I'd he- oh, I, oh, I'm getting nervous. That's Sorry. already... She's already tearing up. I turned off my TV to see if I'd hear them again, and sure enough, I did. No. I ran to my parents' room and I told my father about what happened. We went outside to check and there was nothing outside my window. No trees, nothing. Not even a wasp's nest. I proceeded to hear the knocking at my window in the 3s for the rest of the time I lived in that no. house. There was also another incident that my mom witnessed as well that I can share another time as well. Wish you guys the best, Eduardo, a loyal listener. Um Eduardo, yes, share it and also Send it. That is so terrifying. And like, what are you going to do when you're a kid and your parents just won't move? And you're like, hey, in my bedroom, someone's knocking. <laughs> a ghost
0: man is watching me sleep and knocks on the window three times every once in a while to just let me know that I, that he's there. I mean, the I prefer it to be a ghost rather than a real person. How fucking yeah. scary is that? Yeah. That's again like that radio rental episode where where that girl was doing her makeup in the mirror and then she and went she to heard her school. scratching on the window but she just thought it was the twig and then yeah and then she went to her school. Um, it was like the last day of school or something and the art department had put on a display of like different final projects of the senior students and she walked by and saw a either a painting or drawing, drawing. It of was her a sketch
1: a sketch of her doing in her makeup by that window. So oh my god, I just got chills. So someone the scratching she heard was someone fucking drawing her. I can't. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. That is like a classic incident of like uh Reddit like
0: Fedora Guy being like,
1: I drew you, my lady. You're not interested in, you know, like this is a my lady. This isn't
0: paranormal. (laughs) This was simply my way of courting you without alerting you to my presence.
1: (laughs) Wow, that might be your best quote of all time. (laughs) Someone make that into a meme. Take that, like that, like creepy Reddit troll guy, and put that quote from Allie next to it because that is a fucking winner.
0: You know, my alter ego is a Reddit uh, moderator in a fedora um, courting a woman against her will. So it (laughs) makes sense. Um, But that's what I'm saying, though. Maybe someone was courting this listener by throwing pebbles against the window in threes or knocking in threes and then hiding. Don't like it. No. How many fedoras would that person be wearing? I don't know. Too many. (laughs) Three, probably. Okay, this next listener story comes from Elena M. Hi, Allie and Nat. I love your podcast. I want to tell you guys about my experience last year. So my parents are divorced, so I have to go to both houses, but sometimes when I go to my dad's house, we stay at my grandparents' to go and visit, but they live in Albany and he lives in New York City, so we had to go sleep overnight. We would go there every other time I was with my dad, so I was there quite a bit. Since I was little, the house has creeped me out. It's old, creepy, and had a rotten smell that would come from the basement. I would sleep on the couch, which is very close to the basement. In late January, I started to have night terrors and wake up around 2.30 to 3.30 a.m. to long, dark figures near the basement door. I would hear footsteps walking right next to the couch and through the hallway upstairs. I would get so scared that I wouldn't go back to sleep and curl up in a ball and hope that the figures wouldn't come closer. My grandparents are very religious and there were crosses everywhere one night i woke up and felt like something was sitting on top of my chest but there wasn't anything there it was dead silent because everyone was asleep and i started to hear something scratching at the basement door no they didn't have any pets about 20 minutes after a cross fell off the wall no i tried to get up to go to sleep in a different room but i was frozen in fear eventually whatever it was followed me to my house In February, I saged my house, and that night, I slept the whole night without any night terrors. I'm still terrified of my grandparents' house. I begged my dad to let me not have to go to my grandparents' house anymore. He agreed, and I don't have to go, thankfully. Thank you for reading my story. I love you guys. Elena.
1: Dude, Elena here unfortunately i was going to say oh it's like sleep paralysis but the thing about the cross coming off of the wall have yeah. you heard the episode about, we did about like night hags and terrors the sleep paralysis episode um if you haven't heard it Listen to it, and I think it will permanently ruin your life.
0: Um, it's interesting <laughs> that she felt something on her chest, but then when she opened her eyes, there was nothing there. Because most of the time, like, you can see the night hag, right? Sometimes. Sometimes you see it. Sometimes you don't. But it sounds like sleep paralysis.
1: But in that episode, we talked about how sleep paralysis is actually uh, like demons. Yeah, and it's haunted shit. Doctors are gaslighting us. That's right. And I don't know. How does a doctor explain a cross coming off of the wall? It's not just gravity. It's something more. Right. That's like being, you know, you you have to go straight to the source. You can't just be like, oh, it came off the wall because it fell off the wall. Like, that's just a roundabout argument. We go straight to the source. It fell off the wall because there was a A demon and or alien demon exactly yeah also makes me wonder if you just don't have crosses in your house like things like that can't happen right
0: yeah well i guess in that case like whatever you have on the wall would fall down instead unless the demon liked whatever you had on the wall (laughs) right like if you put up like a picture of a demon maybe that never falls down because the (laughs) demon's really stoked
1: if you have a picture of nick cage as jesus christ does that
0: stay up you get extra blessings
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right our next email comes to us from Mary E. Ooh, I actually recognize this name. A couple of years ago, I had my first out-of-body experience. I had just finished college and had been partying really hard two nights before and had gotten more hungover than I had been in my life and was still feeling the effects two days later. Wow, that's a
0: relatable, yeah,
1: relatable experience everyone has to go through it once. I went through some doors and saw myself walking along the... Wait, what? I went through some doors and saw myself walking along the next hallway towards the door that would lead me to the staircase. I began approaching my body faster and I could hear rumbling. I've never heard a sound in my dreams before. A few years prior, I had felt things in my dreams for the first time. That feeling you get in the pit of your stomach when you're falling. As I was approaching my body, my vision went in and out and I began seeing flashes of myself turning around, seeing me floating at myself, falling back against the wall and down to the floor. No. It all happened very fast and I was very close when I finally woke up. When I woke up, I was covered in sweat. I'd never woken up in a cold sweat before, and I thought it was just something that happened in books and movies for dramatic effect. I realized that the rumbling I had heard was from my eyes squeezing really tight, blinking almost, but without opening while I was having the more intense part of my dream. Three years later, when I was living in the student housing at my second college, I had a dream that it was night and I was in my bed. I got up and went to my bedroom door, opened it, and looked downstairs through the staircase railings into the kitchen. It was very dark and I could not see anything. But for some reason, some part of my brain knew there was something down there and that it was bad and dangerous and it could see me. No. I'm I'm sweating. I'm so scared right now. I have tears disgusting. Tears in my eyes and I have goosebumps all over my fucking body. I thought to myself, I better wake up, and I did. I was back in my bed, and it was dark outside. That is the first and only time that I knew I was sleeping and was able to wake myself up. So I feel like whatever the thing was in my dream was something sinister, because I wasn't scared of my dream, I just knew I had to wake up. I moved in with my friend from high school a year later. I've been living here for almost two years now. A couple of months ago, I had a dream that I was in my bed and that there was a pure darkness at my bedroom door, much like the one I had seen in my other dream. Not a figure or a silhouette, just darkness. I didn't wake up right away this time, I think. The memory's kind of foggy, but when I thought about it during the day, I realized that maybe whatever it was had found me again. No, I can't. I don't necessarily believe that any of this is real, but you never know. I don't like to mess with things like this because of creepy pastas. I've read about people being killed by demons or evil spirits when they're out of their bodies. I've never watched Insidious because when I first heard of it, I was too freaked out by this out-of-body stuff. It was too fresh. I've also heard that people purposely try to have them. While they make cool stories and sometimes are cool to have, all I want to say is don't. I'm too freaked out by the what-ifs to really enjoy it. I'm going to make a video on my YouTube channel, Mary Elizabetha, going more in depth and telling more my out of body experiences and the other dreams and nightmares. I didn't want to write a novel or else your show would end up being too long. Thanks for being yourselves, you two, in that. I love your YouTube channel. You are so funny and I love your content. Mary Liz.
0: Mary Liz, I recognize you from. I absolutely recognize you from Instagram from everything, and Twitter. And SoundCloud. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what let's, oh my God. That is so freaking terrifying. And I like could not even just process that to the the thought to first of all, you're so hungover. The more hungover you've the most hungover you've ever been in your life which is a fucking horrible feeling that already just, haunted yeah you just and like itself. know that day is wasted and you're just waiting for it to end and then it won't fucking end because you think you're asleep but you're not fucking asleep it's just horrifying to me to think like okay it's like groundhog's day right like you get in your bed and you go to sleep but that was a fucking dream and then you realize that your whole life is a dream and then you wake up inside of other someone else's dream
0: and you're just so confused because I'm confused. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's scary. There's also something about like looking at yourself that's already kind of trippy. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever gotten like really high and like looked at a picture of themselves or looked in a mirror or something, yeah. you know? But if you look at yourself for too long, like it doesn't look like you anymore, right? Right. So the idea of like, looking at yourself walking around or looking at yourself sleeping or whatever it may be like something about that there's this weird uncanny valley vibe where it's you but it's not you because Like you're you, but you're watching you. You know what I mean? And it's just like a mind fuck.
1: Well, okay. Remember that episode that we did on the Lemmageddon and like King Solomon's magic with uh, featuring Shawan. Yes. So remember in that there was like the we quoted that movie that was like from the '90s of that like amazing legendary guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Legend. Yes. So he talked about in that that like when you look into a scrying mirror, which is essentially just like a black piece of um we have one here in the office it's just like a black surface that's like sort of reflective so you can see yourself in it that's where you conjure up demons and stuff like that and he talked about how in ancient times People would write about how you could see demons in pools of water or you would see demons in scrying mirrors and things like that. And he talked about there's this effect. It's like a scientific effect. I can't think of what it's called right now. Where if you look into a mirror for too long, your face starts to change. And that's what the Three Kings ritual is about too. So I wonder if it's the same with a dream. Like if you're able to have an out-of-body experience where you can see yourself, do you start morphing into something
0: else? I don't know. And is that thing that you morph into your true form? (gasps) (gasps) I don't know. I don't know. But Mary Elizabeth, that's fucking scary and terrifying.
1: Wait, what if, oh my God, I just realized. What if the presence that you were detecting that could see you was you you? from other dreams? That is so scary.
0: Don't like, do not like. We have to move on because (sighs) I do not like. So this next email is from someone that doesn't uh, list their name. And I don't wanna dox them, so I'm just gonna use the first letter of their email address, which is B. B writes, hi guys, I love your podcast and thought I'd share the weird things that always happen with my mom and I. Something that's haunted about my mom and I is that random people like to walk up to us and tell us their life stories. Like what? cashiers at stores telling us personal stuff Oh my god! I'm and so then sorry. pausing when they've realized <laughs> they've told us too much. My friends always find it weird that people do this to me when we're in public, but honestly, I've gotten used to random people using me as a therapist. I don't know why people are drawn to do this, but it results in some pretty good stories. One of my favorites was one time I was standing in a store aisle with my friend when a man approached me talking about the rainy weather we had been experiencing. I politely responded but turned away, not wanting to talk, knowing that this was about to happen. The man kept rambling and I kept nodding my head until he told me a story about his wife that seemed interesting. So I turned my head back to him and right at that moment, he locked eyes with me and said, and that's why you always buy rain boots for your woman and walked away on that line another time.
1: Wait, what?
0: (laughs) <laughs> what random people just come up to b but why did he say that no one knows b doesn't even know b's like half listening and then all of a sudden here's this guy talking about his wife and <laughs> like b turns <laughs> around and then the guy's like and that's why you always buy rain boots for your woman and then just like, walks away
1: hey i know you just told me this whole story but i'm gonna need you to tell me again
0: <laughs> yeah why why is that yeah Um, Another time, my mom and I were waiting in line for our food at a restaurant when she saw a woman with a pretty dress on. My My mom, being the outgoing person she is, complimented the dress and the woman quickly spun around and asked if my mom wanted it. My mom laughed it off, but the lady kept offering the dress and saying my mom could have it when she was done and even offered to hand it over to her on the spot. When
1: she was done? What?
0: Overall, anytime my mom and I go somewhere, people always seek us out. Is there any explanation for this? Like reason for this need people have to do this? Anyways, I hope y'all have a great day and remember to always buy your women rain boots.
1: Um, that's crazy. I'm very sorry that that's your superpower. However, I think if you guys could be, you know, like reporters or something like that, or investigators, that might be really good. People just like confess to you. Here's
0: here's what I'm going to need you guys to do. B, I need you to insert yourself somehow into a CIA meeting Mm. and just hang around like the water cooler and just wait for people to come up to you and start being like, Oh, yeah, crazy weather we're having. So did you hear about the alien spaceship we're keeping down in Dock 9? Yeah, if you intercode 742Galaxy onto the keypad, you can get in. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, I just need you to go there with a pen and paper. Well, I feel like if
1: they just go with their mom to, like, Nevada and people just start revealing stuff to them, they'll somehow find their way in. I feel like... And I need you guys to do that for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'm i just thinking like that has to be like a form of medium, right? Like you're so, um, you project such like... Empathy Magnetic. Yeah, and magnetism yeah. that people want to come up and reveal things to you even though they don't know you or
1: maybe you're an energy sucker i've only heard i think i talked about this on the podcast before i can't remember if i did i've only heard this one time in my life where someone commented like someone dm'd me a long time ago and said that like i was an energy sucker and i had well because they had like i hadn't this was before you could accept messages this is like in the old instagram day they had just like said a bunch of stuff to me and it started off normal it was like they were like responding to a story or something i don't know and i this was the very early on um in my life so i like had time to, to like look at these things right and then they were like just said a bunch of random stuff about their personal life. I don't even remember because like, I wasn't that interested and it wasn't that haunted or cool. So I didn't, but then what was haunted is a few days later after they had like sent all these paragraphs about themselves, they were like, Hey, um, I'd like you to imagine yourself giving me back some of my energy because you are an energy sucker. And, and and they like said this thing Um, and it scared me so much that I just blocked them.
0: Yeah, no, that person, (laughs) sorry to whoever that person was, um that sounds like a you problem like why are you so willing to give your energy to that random person you don't know yeah who like does not respond at all
1: yeah I don't know maybe it's like courting someone against their will yeah it's the fedora vibe and then being like I need you to give me back all of my love that I gave you I against need, your will yeah.
0: I need you to give me back all of the pebbles I was throwing against your window <laughs> late at night because that was my energy that I was gifting you
1: Yeah, that's a crazy uh, ability to have. But I think it means that you're really friendly and approachable. So I feel like, you know, it could suit you very well in life.
0: Yeah, send another email if since the time that you've sent this email, if like there's been any updates or you've gone to a medium or you've figured out why you possess this inconvenient but interesting superpower.
1: Yeah. Li- oh my gosh. Listening to her story made me tell a personal story. And she was saying that like people always <gasps> do that. <gasps>
0: what? What?
1: Block her. Okay. <laughs> right now. I need my energy back. <laughs> this one comes to us from, how do you say this? Fiorella? Fiorella. Yeah. She's talked to us before. Okay. I'll mark that out then. This one comes to us from Fiorella H., Hello, Nat and Allie. I hope this email finds you guys safe and healthy during these hard times. It's Fifi again and the Christmas music box story in episode. Uh, it, it's Fifi again from the Christmas music box story in episode 40 and a half. OK, I yes. remember. I could never forget that. Yes. I'm so glad my story got shared. Thank you for reading it. So at the end of my first email, I mentioned at this time I may have been exercised as a kid. And the story goes like this.
0: Oh, my God. Really oh, my God.
1: Before my mother and I moved to the States to join my father, who had already been living there for a year back in 2000. We both lived in Peru. I may have been around 5 or 6 years old at the time, so while I have a few key memories of the incident, I have to ask my aunt about some details as well. My mother left me to live with my aunt Maru and cousins Melissa and Alonso for a few weeks while she focused on work to save up funds for our move to the U.S. and also to prepare our visas and paperwork. At my aunt's house, I slept in my cousin's room. Normally they slept in two separate beds, but when I stayed over, they would push them together to form one wide bed for me to sleep in the middle. According to my cousins and aunt, not long after I stayed in, Not long after I started my stay at their house, I began waking up in the middle of the night terrified, screaming and crying
0: (gasps) about a little man in our room. No. A little man, not a little boy, not a little girl, not a little, like, a man. Oh, I'm terrified. (laughs) No men will be near me at night. At first, my aunt
1: blamed my cousins. They must have been messing with me. They were older and often didn't have the patience for my clinginess. But as the night terrors continued, my aunt grew worried I was missing my mom too much and often tried to make sure I had enough phone calls with her while she was on break. But nothing seemed to work. The last night I had a night terror was the night I remember most. My cousins and I had turned in for the night. I remember feeling uneasy as I lay between my cousins, staring into the dark corners of the room. It was then that I noticed that one of the drawers from the dresser facing the bed was pulled open. What? Oh my god, this next sentence. (sighs) What looked like a stick figure with a cloth-covered head hung from the side of the drawer. What? I could see it swinging in the darkness. Oh my god. No. I'm like getting tears in my eyes. No, what? What? Thinking about it now, it kind of reminds me of a voodoo doll made of sticks. I'm do you see my eyes right now? I'm like literally very watery, <laughs> very tense. I didn't it didn't look like any of Alonzo's toys, and Melissa had already outgrown most of her Barbies. It scared me so much that I tried to hide my face behind Melissa's shoulder, but I couldn't fall asleep. So I looked up again to see if the little man had gone. This time It was closer. No. Standing upright behind a pile of clothes on the floor. No. I wanted to cry. I tried to wake Melissa and Alonzo up, but they wouldn't budge seeing as I had woken them up too much in the past few nights. I looked back again, and this time it was right behind Melissa's shoulder. The cloth was faceless, and it was pushed up almost right to my face.
0: No, sacrifice, Melissa. It it.
1: scared me so much. I sat up crying and threw up on the bed. Oh my God. That woke my cousins up. And when my aunt came to check about the noise, I again told her about the little stick man. Aunt Maru had enough of this and decided to take me to this outside market stall area in the town the very next morning. I remember we went to this one stall where an old spiritual lady sat surrounded by herbs and rocks and stuff. My aunt told her about what had happened, and the lady ushered me behind a curtain where I had to undress down to my underwear. I remember she roughly rubbed me all over with a sharp purple rocker quartz, maybe amethyst, because I can still feel how it scratched on my skin like it burned. She chanted words of protection in Spanish and waved some sage smoke over my body. I remember feeling increasingly sick and dizzy, but then as soon as she finished the feeling faded. After that, I no longer saw the stick man and my aunt said I never suffered night terrors again.
0: What the fuck?
1: For my second and third story, it's also set in Peru at my grandmother's house, which has been the center of my mother's side of the family for generations. All of my uncles and aunts believed it's haunted in some sense. The last time I visited Peru back when I was in high school, my parents and I stayed for the last week with my grandmother. One of those days, the whole family decided to get together at my cousin's house across town, but when we arrived there, my grandmother realized she'd forgotten her shawl and really needed it as it was a chilly night. My mom sent my uncle back to the house alone to retrieve it. When he came back, he was pale and trembling and did not have the shawl. My family asked what had happened, and he explained that when he arrived back at the house, he could feel a heavy presence as soon as he walked through the door. He said that it was so heavy, he felt like he couldn't breathe, and the house was pitch black at night. Nevertheless, he hurried to the courtyard where my grandmother had left her shawl to dry on the clothing line among some other bed sheets and linens. As he grabbed it from his pins, he saw... Hidden behind one of the bed sheets, a human figure illuminated by the courtyard light. Oh, my God. He said they looked as if their body was facing away, but their head was angled in the complete other direction no. to look at him. No, no. <laughs> He couldn't see their face and it frightened him, but he tried to reason that it might be a thief who had snuck in through the back fence and was trying to hide from him. So he raised his voice and shouted at it to get it out, but it didn't move. So he slowly grabbed a broom from a nearby wall and moved the sheet with the handle only to find no one there disturbed he didn't even try to search the rest of the courtyard and proceeded to get the fuck out as fast as he could i'm not well but before he could step back out onto the street he felt something on his hand and looked down at my and it was my grandmother's shawl and realized that it was covered in dark black moths bugs of some sort i can't remember what exactly he said in spanish He dropped it at the entrance to the house and all but booked it back to his car. He recounted all of this to us, shaking as he sat on the couch. He said that he was never going back in that house by himself ever again. When he came back later in the night, we found the shawl at the entrance where he dropped it, but it was perfectly fine and it had no bugs on it. My dad and other uncle made a search of the courtyard but found no sign that anyone had tried to break in. It was as if no one had been there all night except my uncle. The third story is about my grandfather. Back when my mom was a teenager, my grandfather worked as a policeman in the neighboring town over, and when it was time for the workers to return home, my grandmother would walk out into the second floor balcony and wave at him as he walked down the street one day she walked out into the balcony as she always had done and saw amongst the returning workers my grandfather waving back at her she thought it was a bit early and rushed downstairs to start dinner but time passed and he never arrived she finished dinner and walked out to the street and couldn't see him anywhere What my grandmother did not know at the time was that my grandfather had just had a heart attack (gasps) at work. No! When she received the call soon after, she had to rush to the hospital where my grandfather shortly passed away thereafter. No! My mother recalls my grandmother being so confident she'd seen him on the street, but there was no way he could have been there physically. She was the only one who had seen him. Had that been a doppelganger trying to say goodbye to my grandmother for the last time? Thank you for reading. I'm especially enjoying your episodes right now during these times and it really helps to keep my mind off the news. Please take care of yourselves and don't get too haunted. P.S. If you're wondering why my uncle didn't call the police, generally you don't call them in my home country as most people think they're either corrupt or incompetent. And previously, a year or so back, my grandmother had a thief trying to trespass in her home and my aunt had to chase him down the street with a broom. So broom one, police zero. Um, I'm shook. I can't. Thank you so much. Fifi, wow.
0: That second story really, really got me. The stick figure? No, no. The guy who's like, his body's facing (sighs) one way, but his head's facing the other way, but he has no face. And then it's, maybe he's just a bunch of moths. And then Uh. there's a blanket. And then, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Dude, the
1: stick figure one just fucks me up. I can't. The
0: first one, the little stick man? Yeah, like, it's just like
1: a cloth. Yeah. And it's moving closer and closer to her until it's like right
0: in her face. That sh- That is some, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know.
1: I think the grandmother is like haunted. Also, the fact that they took you to that stall and some like witch lady rubbed crystals all over your body and like basically cheese gratered you until the spirits were gone gives me like a little bit of faith that that crystals really work
0: we need more crystals (laughs) is my takeaway from this story we need you guys to send us crystals and we'll put them all over the office so that we don't get haunted yes fuck that
1: was crazy fifi yeah and the grandmother seeing the grandfather's like
0: spirit that one makes me too sad i like can't think about it well
1: it's interesting that instead of going to like my grandfather's spirit she went to doppelganger
0: Oh, honestly, I, like, blacked out because of how triggered that story (laughs) made me. Anything about heart attacks for whatever, I have no idea why. Just fucking trigger the shit out of me. Because it's so, I think, you know what it is? Strokes and heart attacks are unpredictable. And so it's, like, it's so scary to think about either of those things because it's just like any of us, it could happen to any of us at any time and we would have no control over it. And whether we live or die is like totally out of our hands because it just depends on how big is the blood clot or how clogged is your artery or is there someone nearby with an AED or is there someone nearby that knows CPR? Like I just think about, Oh God, like, well, you can do like as much as you can like try to like not
1: have clogs, but like some people just get them. My, you just get them. My, um, My fiance told me about a friend he had who was like in really, really good shape. Like he ran marathons and shit all the time. And then he has like some condition where he just has repeat heart attacks over and over and over again. And he's like slowly like losing control of his body. And it's like terrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's triggering. Oh, my God. I just have the heebie-jeebies. All right. Next email. This next one comes from Amber A., this is Amber, embroidery Amber. I know who you are, Amber. And I stayed in a very spooky Airbnb in mid-June with my family, which I'm pretty sure was haunted. First of all, there was space for up to 19 people to sleep on beds, plus okay. a couch in the living room downstairs, which is haunted on its own. If you have 19 beds in your house, you're yeah. either running an orphanage or, or a cult. A cult. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I thought it was super cool. When we first got there, huge house built in like the 70s or 80s, absolutely massive, super old trees in the yard. And I sort of jokingly said, this place is haunted, meaning it in the way you do in the show, not necessarily literally haunted, but the longer I was in the house, the more I started to think it might actually be haunted. We only stayed two nights, but that was more than long enough for me. The first night I was in my room, which was attached to another room with a Jack and Jill bathroom. It was like 11 p.m. And I knew for a fact I was the only one who was awake. So I'm sitting in bed when my bathroom door closes most of the way. I had left it wide open and the lights flipped on and off a couple of times before turning on one last time and then staying on. No. It took me a little while to fall asleep after that. The next day, I was alone in the Airbnb for pretty much the whole day until about 5 p.m., which I had been excited about at first, but the longer I was there, the more nervous I got. I was singing along to music while in the shower and while I was getting dressed, because I could, and at one point, I swear I heard someone clapping for me.
1: No, that's like that scary story with the hands coming out of the closet. Also, if you don't want to get ghosts, do not sing in the shower. That's like what's always happening. Yeah.
0: or if you, And murdered too as well. <laughs> right. I promptly stopped singing after that. After that, I went down to the living room where the only TV in the house was. And when I tried to watch Netflix, all the colors on the TV were inverted. This was especially weird because my family had watched Netflix the night before and it had worked fine. And then again when they got back for dinner it worked fine again. The colors were only inverted when I was alone in the house. The second night was a little less spooky but I still kept hearing a bunch of spooky things outside my window on the balcony. I heard someone knocking, I heard whistling, etc. Sleeping was hard again that night, and I was more than happy to leave the next morning. Unfortunately, I didn't actually see anything, but the whole house gave me weird vibes. My dad had to go back a few days later because we accidentally left something there, and he said the doorbell was about 15 seconds of dramatic classical music. (laughs) This earns the house a couple more haunted points, in my opinion. Thank you for reading and stay haunted, Amber A. Um,
1: Amber, just because you didn't see anything doesn't mean you didn't have a paranormal ex- experience. Like the clapping, the knocking, all of that, that and the inverted colors. That to me is like something trying to communicate with you specifically. Yeah. Maybe it's because when you got there and you were like, this place is haunted. And they were like, yeah, we're
0: seen. She sees us. We stand. Oh, fuck. Oh, super scary. Airbnbs can be creepy anyway. Like there's so many stories I read on Reddit of like people that find those little tiny spy cameras in like their bedroom or their bathroom in an Airbnb. And that shit alone already creeps me out. Now imagine like a skeezy owner that has hidden cameras around. And also there's a ghost.
1: I don't understand why someone wants to like film like taking a shit. You know?
0: Yeah, it's definitely, like, some kind of kink that I just can't get behind. Right. Maybe, you know what? We don't kink shame on this show, but some of you guys need to go to therapy and figure out, like, why is it that I need someone to take a hot dump on my chest in order for me to feel alive?
1: I don't, like, that's, to me, it's weird. I don't kink shame it, but... It's more about the, why does it have to be private? Because, like, I could understand if you're into, <laughs> if you're into dumps or whatever, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, it, it, but, like, why do you need to see it in private? Because you know it's that they're not going to be s- being sexy. They're not going to have, like, good posture, you know? I think you're it's gonna be, just like, about. be, like, on their phone or, like, just,
0: you know? But it's voyeurism. It's, like, it's predatory. It's the reason, the thing that makes people attracted to it is because they have the power and they're seeing someone in a very vulnerable state like doing something that they think is in private you know it's like it I feel that's like that's what
1: drives them I thought it was that like they thought whoever it was was hot and so they wanted to like spy on them but you think it's like the the forbidden aspect of it
0: yeah no it definitely is interesting yeah
1: okay well then that wrecks my plan that like no one wants to spy on me because I'm not hot when I'm by myself
0: <laughs> maybe your fiance is spying on you you just never know
1: um, that would be grounds for like an instant like canceling of engagement. If I found out my fiance was like spying putting on me hidden in the bathroom, cameras in
0: the toilet.
1: Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. That's what
0: I'm saying. It's not kink shaming. It's like literally you need to go to therapy because that's not a kink, that's just predatory behavior. Go to
1: therapy. You need to go to the fucking electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, this one comes to us from Anon. Oh, it's from Anonymous. Okay. Hello, Let's Get Haunted team. This story is short, but it has always haunted me since it happened. I went to this high school where the plot of land used to be a graveyard for slaves. When my school was built in 1918, they had to try and exhume all of the bodies. However, there were at least five bodies that were never found. During my sophomore year at the school, I was just sitting in my Spanish class by the door. It started swinging open and closed rapidly for two minutes and it was very, very loud. Somehow, no one else noticed this besides myself and the girl sitting next to me. About a week later, another girl that sat near the door had a seizure, whoa, but fully recovered. Fast forward several years later, the school is being rebuilt and they found the remaining bodies from underneath the school. This experience was very haunted for me. And I hope you enjoyed it from an anonymous listener. Um, yeah, that sounds very haunted. And I would be so stressed out if I saw something happen and like one other person next to me saw it. So I knew it wasn't just like going crazy. And then no one else cared. They were all like, oh, a door was being haunted. OK, we're in Spanish class. We right. don't care. <laughs>
0: okay. Hey, Nat and Allie, I'm B. My friends and I love spooky things and are definitely pretty haunted. The story I'm going to tell you is kind of short, but definitely chilling. If you guys can hear crinkling in the background, Natalia's eating chips.
1: Yeah, sorry, guys. I have to eat something. Otherwise, um, we're going to all have a bad time.
0: I just don't want you guys to think that there's like termites or that I'm like dancing on bubble wrap. It's There's a purpose for it. It is food. Okay, continuing on. My one friend, Karen, has had a lot of freaky things happen to her, especially when she was younger. As a child, she had very bad night terrors. So bad that her parents thought about calling an exorcist. She would scream at the top of her lungs, clot her skin and the walls, and try to climb up the walls. No. Her worst experience ever was a night terror that was almost like sleep paralysis. Everything around her was blue, and she was frozen in her bed. A very dark and creepy figure crept closer and closer but she couldn't move she hasn't had one of those in a long time but today before i started writing this she told us about it we were doing the ray contests that were in the early episodes of the podcast episode five she tried to go through her childhood home several times the first time it caught on fire the second time her childhood home was filled with snakes what the third time she saw hundreds of dark figures lurking in every room as she tried to do the window part she skipped her bedroom she said she felt a dark presence behind her and her old scariest night terror started up for the first time in years she quickly stopped and told us about everything after we had finished the test I have so many other stories, and she probably has others as well. If you want more, we can definitely send some more either via email or DM. I love your podcast, and I've been trying to get my other friends to listen. You are both super funny, and the way you tell stories every week always gives me the chills. Hope you guys are safe and well. B. Um,
1: wait, did we cause her night terrors?
0: By, if you guys don't know what the Ray contest is, no time to explain. You need to go to episode five, or you need to go to... Um, Paranormal Games to Play in the Dark, part one featuring James DeAngelis. It's a hit. It's a great fucking test. Do it. Scare your family. Freak them out. Make them think that you have a problem. Um, play our podcast for them. Do the Ray contest. Figure out who in your family is the most haunted. Make a game out of it. Take bets. Um, but really, it the stories that you guys have sent about experiences you've had with the Ray contest are so fucking interesting
1: well it sounds like though we like started back up this person's horrible haunted nightmares just by like having them do the ray contest right
0: yeah i mean it sounds like anything going back to that time in her life results in nightmares yeah triggering um it it makes you wonder like if perhaps her time spent in her childhood in that home was not very happy right there's clearly some something associated with that, or was it just that a demon lived in her home?
1: Well, you're going to be really unhappy if a demon lives in your home, so it's hard to tell which came first. That's
0: right. It's really a chicken or the egg sort of question. Sorry that happened to your friend. Hope she's doing better. Send us another email, though, if she has more creepy shit to share.
1: This one comes to us from Janine. Hi, Nat and Allie. I love your podcast, and I had to share my Ouija experience with you. But first, a little about me. I'm not psychic, but I have had some foretelling dreams and premonitions since I was a child. My family members learned to trust my predictions, but some folks think it's an act, not knowing that it's a curse and a blessing. Imagine dreaming your unborn niece dies at three months old, and then she dies at three months old. No, no. My sister actually blamed me. I can go on and on about my dreams and multiple ghost sightings I've had, but let's get to this Ouija. My best friend came over with a board one day and wanted to try it. I, like most black folks, don't play around with those things, but I allowed my crazy white BFF to talk (laughs) me into, into it to try and contact her brother that had passed away. We lit candles and said prayers for production, then started. The planchette started to move in a circle around the board and supposedly we made contact with her brother. I was a little scared, but then got really scared after the energy change and the planchette started moving faster around the board. It asked who was with us, and the spirit said it was an ex-boyfriend of mine that was murdered. No. By this time, I'm freaking out and crying, cursing my friend and telling her that I knew we shouldn't have messed with that thing. I was able to calm down even when the whole board would lift up by itself and ask some questions. I got an interesting response when I asked if spirits can predict the future. The response was no, not in the way that we think. Whoever that we were communicating with said that time is different for them. One day for us is almost three years to them. Strange things started happening after we used the Ouija. Sometimes I would hear my name being called, even though I was alone. Sometimes I could hear what sounded like a woman talking so fast that I couldn't understand what was being said, and I was okay with that because I didn't want to know. That lasted about a year. I eventually hid that board from my friend and promised I would never use it again. I told my friend we shouldn't be contacting any spirits for entertainment. It just seems really wrong. Oh, another message we got from the board was not to do drugs. It lowers your spiritual armor. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. Keep up the great work. And I really hope y'all see a ghost one day.
0: Fingers crossed. Janine. Janine? What the fuck? There's so much to unpack there. Okay. All right. First thought. Imagine... you. You guys who are listening, you might be too young. Maybe you didn't have this at your school. Nat and I definitely did. The DARE program. Our children are our hope for the future. Drugs, alcohol abuse, crack, cocaine. Dare to stay off drugs. They would like bring a fucking crackhead to your school that would talk to you about why it's not chill to do drugs. They'd bring like ex convicts and stuff. And then they would also bring this bus that had like lungs of like this is your lungs on cigarettes right, right? and like this is your brain on acid and it would be like a literal yeah. someone's brain they
1: would show you and then they would like literally basically tell you that like everything was a gateway drug and if you like accidentally take some of your mom's aspirin when no one's around that you're gonna start smoking weed and then after you start smoking weed heroin you're straight going, away yeah exactly right away but it just die. makes
0: me think because the ghost told them don't do drugs it lowers your spiritual armor what if we revamp the dare program for the next generation and we use ghosts instead I of excons? cons love that
1: i think people would be so fucking scared to do drugs yeah
0: you just bring a fucking demon on stage that's like if you do drugs i get in your heart <laughs> and then everyone's like i'm never ever 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 smoking ever <laughs>
1: I think that would be so much more effective because people would be like, oh, I'm not scared of the consequences of, you know, like smoking weed or like whatever, but I am terrified of fucking ghosts. Yeah,
0: well, because inevitably what ended up happening is they would send like, an ex-gang member or like someone who just got out of jail and the person would like be cool as shit because they obviously they only choose people that are charismatic. So then everyone at school would just be like, whoa, this guy went to jail and he's cool as shit. Like (laughs) maybe I should do drugs. Like it really backfired.
1: That's funny that you guys got like cool people.
0: They were just really charismatic. They'd be like, let me tell you a story. I once was driving a getaway car for my friend that like robbed a bank and then we like fucking launched off of a bridge and landed and lived but then my friend like shot someone by accident it was but it would be like a crazy fucking too fast too furious right exactly like we were
1: dragging a safe behind a car
0: (laughs) (laughs) and we're family i don't have friends i got family and then I had (laughs) like like, a super hot girlfriend and like (laughs) my life was great Yeah. and then
1: I got in a race with my best friend and we jumped in front of a train exactly
0: it was just like the most epic shit you could ever think of now replace that with demons screaming at you about how they're gonna steal your soul if you smoke a cigarette and I think it would be more effective
1: I think you're on to something
0: why don't people listen to me I don't know
1: that is a very scary story Janine
0: this is why I don't fuck with Ouija boards I know that Sapphire, who's come on our show before, you can look at the Filipino folklore episode, episode 50, if you want to learn more about her. Um, She told us on that episode that she does not consider Ouija boards to be scary, that she did a bunch of research into Ouija boards and learned how to use them properly and respectfully. Listen, let me tell you, I am not good at following (laughs) paranormal rules. I feel like there's too many chances to fuck up. Everything I've ever read is like oh we were doing it respectfully and correctly but then someone accidentally wore an amulet around their neck mm-hmm. that wasn't a real amulet and then they got possessed and it's like i would be that person who did the one thing wrong so
1: janine what you need to do is you need to go into like an old market stall and find a woman with to, crystals with and amethyst. crystals and herbs yeah to cheese grater your skin with the crystal to get until the you ghost throw out. up yeah yeah
0: do it Janine, blessings uh, onto you. I hope that you are not permanently haunted. This one comes from A.G. Hi, Nat and Allie. I love your podcast. I'm a relatively new listener and have just finished your episode on Halloween and the Celtic origins of the holiday. And as an Irish person, there are so many Irish folklore stories you guys should cover. The main story I think you should cover is about fairies. Ireland has a long history of belief in the fae and of changelings which were believed to be healthy human babies stolen by the fae and replaced with sickly fairy children. The old Irish believed that it, that you could exercise the fairy child and have your real baby returned to you, which unfortunately was the cause of many child murders in the 18th century. There is also the story of the bean, S-I-D-H-E. I know the Irish love you guys, your country's phenomenal, but the way you pronounce things, it's anyone's guess. (laughs) So I'm going to say the bean city or banshee, which I'm sure you know the basics of. To wrap it up, I have a little story that may not be that interesting, but that I thought was pretty cool and always gave me the chills. I live in the west of Ireland where a great many of old traditions and stories still live on today. Near my house is what we call the fort or fairy ring. To get to the ring, you have to go up what is called a Boreen or botine, which is a small unpaved country road. The fort itself is a round circlet of trees with a little opening. Nobody has ever touched it as it was always said that you would be cursed by the fairies if you cut down their trees or trespassed onto their land. Anyway, my little story comes from my granny, who of course has lived here a lot longer than I have. This is the story. Years ago in the 1970s, my granny walked up to the Boreen to visit a neighbor who was dying. My granny always had an unsettling feeling about the Boreen, and especially the neighbor's house, which was isolated and tucked into a corner down past the fort. She hated visiting this house, as she always got a bad feeling from it. When she got there, the house was completely silent. The woman was not really able to hold a conversation, and all my granny could hear was the tick-tick-ticking of the little clock on the mantelpiece and the wind outside. She began to feel unsettled once again and made her excuse to leave. She was glad to get home, but later on the same week, she was out walking up the boreen when she thought she saw the dying woman again, but this time she was standing still at the gate of a field. My granny was incredibly surprised to see her out as the old woman was of course very sick and expected to die soon. She called out her name Mary Kate but the woman didn't respond. Unsettled she wondered whether the woman was all right. My granny continued up the Boreen and around the corner where she could no longer see the woman but when she got to the gate there was nobody standing there. It gets a little creepier because later on my granddad returned home to tell her that the old woman had died almost exactly at the same moment as my granny had seen her up on the boreen. (gasps) Obviously it was impossible for granny to have seen her at that time so she kept quiet about what she had seen but she avoided the boreen from then on and even now tells me not to walk up there alone. She always said that there is something not right about the Boreen and the fairy ring and fully believes that what she saw that day was the old woman's soul as she lay dying in her bed. The old woman's home is still there, but it's mostly abandoned now. I've been up there sometimes, but never on my own. I'm not sure whether I fully believe my grandmother's story, but there is no denying the bad vibes up there. I classify myself as a confirmed skeptic, but that Boreen is so isolated and quiet that when you're up there, it seems completely possible that fairies and or other paranormal beings exist. Love the podcast and just thought I would share my little story. It might not be as interesting or creepy as some of the other ones you cover, but it is true. My grandmother is still alive and to this day, she will tell you that what she saw was real. I look forward to catching up on more episodes. Love from Ashling in Ireland. Ashling, yeah, I believe your is grandmother. Crazy,
1: I believe her. We've done an episode where we briefly talked about changelings and fairies. And I talked about the Fae forts. yeah, and the yeah. Fae and the Changelings. And I think it's super, super creepy. And I am I think it's also really, really telling that a lot of you guys, like your people who are like modern, right? Like for some reason, I just thought these stories of Changelings and Fae and all that, right? Like a lot of them took place and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And so I didn't know how seriously people still take it there today and to hear that you and your grandmother like as as someone who's still alive is like hey don't go over where the fairy forts are because that shit's sketch is like so scary to me
0: you yeah know? Irish folklore is super interesting we've had a couple Irish listeners like send DMs over the years and anytime I get a DM from you guys I always just say please forward this to the email address because this is cool as shit but yeah it's Folklore in general from different countries is super interesting, but I would love to do a deep dive on Irish folklore in particular. Like, it seems very, like... It's dark. (laughs) It's dark, but it's also, like, so fairy-centric. Yeah. Which is so interesting to me, because I feel like most other folklore that we cover, like, American folklore, I feel like is largely based on ghosts also cryptids we have like a huge cryptid situation going on in north america in general but especially in the u.s it's an
1: epidemic it's
0: an epidemic and we need to do something about it i think we need to capture the cryptids put them in a museum put them in a zoo go visit it but i digress um but yeah it seems like Ireland is just totally focused on fairies, which I find so fascinating because in the U.S. we like give zero fucks about fairies from a cultural standpoint. I can't really think of a single. They're like, not really
1: associated with like evil. They're kind of like seen as cute, like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Like if you're like a hot girl, you dress up as a fairy. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> And they're seen as like whimsical. Like if you're going to a music festival and you're like an ethereal person, you put on like a flower crown and and fairy fairy wings, Yeah. yeah, and like a flowy dress, and you just like are poised at the perfect time of day to take like this beautiful, colorful magic hour photo of like your hair blowing in the wind with your fairy accessories and I'm super jealous
0: yeah I was becoming very jealous and hating this hypothetical woman (laughs) as you were talking because I was like I could never be that ethereal (laughs) but yeah it's just interesting how like different cultures perceive different paranormal phenomena and fairies to me for some reason are just super interesting because I the only exposure to fairies that I have is like Peter Pan yeah yeah
1: Yeah, they're like very like mermaids, mermaids and fairies to me are you know
0: and sky dancers from the '90s and then they got recalled because one flew into someone's fireplace I think and yeah.
1: I think maybe because we were just children and those images were burned into our heads as being like you know basically like uh, like hot cool things to be you know.
0: Like, yeah, that associating them with like an actual real, like cryptid. I mean, would you consider a fairy a cryptid, or is there fairy- like demons?
1: It's kind of like interchangeable, right? For like a demon.
0: Yeah, or are they like? Remember those angels? stories I was talking I about?
1: The fairies could it could just be like a log, and then it turns into a fairy. Oh yeah,
0: that scared me. So then I st- I stopped. <laughs> I put that out of my mind.
1: Yeah, the fairies, and they play, like, all kinds of tricks, and, and we talked about how the fairies are, like, some guy in an alley with, like, you know, a bunch of stuff in his his coat. Scary. Okay, we have one more, I believe, from me. This one comes to us from Olivia M. Hey, Nat and Allie. I just wanted to start off by saying that you guys are the shit, and I think you're hilarious. And I wanted to share my spooky-ass sleep paralysis child ghost story. So I live in Tennessee, haunting enough as it is, (laughs) the streets around here are all named after old families. And my apartment happens to have a cemetery dead center in the complex that houses one of those old families. What the fuck? The sign by the cemetery dates them back to 1899 to 1901, roughly. So I have never had any problems with sleep demons or paralysis, except 2020 came fucking knocking and changed all of that. A few years ago, a few months ago, I woke up around 3.15, duh, haunted, and there was a little girl holding a candle. No. She had long brown hair, a smock-like white dress on, and was just standing there. Looking at me in bed.
0: No, she simply wasn't there. She couldn't be there because this is too scary.
1: I literally cannot move. I tried screaming, but it was like my lips were sealed shut and my arms were pinned to my sides. My only coherent thought was, okay, who the fuck is this? She's weirding me out. (laughs) (laughs) So logically, I think I must scare her in return, scare her. So in return, she'll leave me alone. I jerked myself awake and scared the shit out of my dog by screaming at the girl. She disappeared, and I haven't seen her since. But it made me think that she opened up some connection because since then, I've had two other experiences that don't have a logical explanation. Anyway, thanks for always being dope as fuck. Olivia M. Olivia! When you saw this apartment complex with a fucking haunted cemetery in the middle of it with one of New Orleans' most powerful families, literally streets named after them, what part of you were like, well, this is a place where there won't be ghosts?
0: Ghosts. Too many ghosts. Also, Nick Cage has released his ghosts throughout New Orleans because of his bankruptcy (laughs) situations and... It, everything's haunted in new orleans literally everything is haunted there
1: yeah i think new orleans is really tight because the fact that everyone's just like living around a graveyard like it's normal and cool is kind of cool to me. Like everyone in New Orleans is kind of goth. Like that's probably what Nick Cage thought because he's like
0: goth. I like a show that's on Hulu that the name I forget, but it's about EMTs in New Orleans and it just follows them around as they like attend to like different injuries and stuff. And 90% of injuries are just drunk people. Yeah, my my dad went
1: to Tulane and he only went for a couple years. Family.
0: Well, Natalia, what which story is going to haunt your nightmares tonight? Because I'm a lot of man. stories. No, the the sti- stick Man. Man. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about the stick man. And now it's back in my brain. It wouldn't stop. I mean, it was just it
1: had so much to it. Right. Like it starts off. It's like, you know, they move the bed together and she's like sleeping there. And the the you know, her cousins are like fucking fed up of hearing her say it's haunted every night. And then that thing just starts coming to her and she keeps looking away and it keeps getting closer and closer. And then until it's like right in her face and she screams and throws up and then the mom comes in there. It's like out of the conjuring. And then you think the story's over, but no. Then she goes to the fucking flea market or whatever it was and finds this woman who's like um like a, a an herbal witch lady who's grinding her skin off yeah with, rocks. with a with a crystal and then it heals it and then also I think right after that was the story about the uncle going back into the house I can't and be, seeing that the one, twisted no. head guy that one can't be and then near the me scarf tonight. lands on his hand and, and it's, it's moths, covered in bugs and, and I hate bugs that. what would you rather Be in a room full of bugs
0: or be in a room full of ghosts? Well, a room full of bugs is how you've described when we used to record remotely and I was in my closet (laughs) with ants crawling on me for two hours. I mean like
1: Fear Factor style, like they're on your eyes, in your face, everywhere. What was the
0: other choice? Ghosts Or ghosts. Is it a cool ghost telling me to stay away from drugs or is it just like a ghost that's going to attach itself to me?
1: Oh, that's so scary. Um, I don't know. If it's
0: I don't a, know. if it's like the cool like don't do drugs ghost, like yeah, I'll hang out with a don't do drugs ghost for like an hour just to be like, why? Why do you feel so passionately about this that you've come back from the dead to like yeah. teach us about it? Like, what is the significance?
1: What if you go in there and it's just like someone really chill, like just like a hipster ghost, and he's just like, hey, let's listen to this re- record, and I just roll this a
0: joint. Like, and, and it's and just, we'll just the sound chill. of a bunch of Banshees screaming, but he's like <laughs> tapping his toe like, oh, yeah, this is great. This yeah. is, uh, you like, probably so. never heard of this band. It's called. Uh, Banshee screaming. Yeah, it's called It's called Banshee Banjo Time, and they're really big in the afterlife. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, Natalia, would you like to do our sign off for this episode? It's very scary. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sweating because I'm thinking about a uh, dark shadow man that has his head facing a different direction than uh, his body. So I need you to do a sign off.
1: BRB, gonna go scrape off my skin with some crystals so that I don't have bad dreams tonight. Bye. Bye.